while we're while we're on this, obviously with Captain Tsubasa on the Japanese theme, I've like binged watched um, Cobra Kai today. Oh yeah. <laughs> Oh, because they added it to Netflix, right? Yeah, yeah, because yeah, yeah. they picked it up, right? Yeah. yeah, it was exclusive to YouTube for a long time. Oh, was it? Yeah, yeah. Oh. the YouTube, what's it called, Red? YouTube Red? <laughs> <laughs> it was, but then they realized that RedTube is a porn site, so then they really... <laughs> oh, it's premium, right? It's not the same thing. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, hilarious. Yeah, I know, it's a good series, man. But you were into the original one? Like the... The movies, Karate Kid, Karate Kid movies, yeah, for sure. Oh, yeah, that's so good. Yeah. I don't know, man. I, I completely missed those. You didn't watch them? Jam. I'll take it back to the future type guy. It's like... And it's oh, not man. a remake of that, right? It's just basically a, like, now. It's like a sequel, continuation. Yeah. A continuation. Yeah. yeah, it's pretty cool. Here we go. All right, you guys ready to get started? Yep. Recording? Yep. Been recording this entire conversation. Perfect. Well, there we go. We might have accidentally got our first ever cold open. Hey. <laughs> Either talking about Cobra Kai or video games. Yeah. There we go. Let me just expand this. And welcome to Match Day Matinee, episode 16. Thank you for joining us, where we take our love of football and love of films, mash them together, and talk about a new movie every week. Joining me today is Regev Sandu. Regev, how was your lovely trip to Ben? <clears throat> It was amazing. I was got to say, Alberta is probably one of the most beautiful areas in the world, and I would highly recommend anybody that lives in Canada uh, that can go there, should go there, because it's breathtaking. You'll never see anything like it. Cool. Did you feel safe traveling around amid the pandemic? Yeah, so it's outside. It's mostly all outside. Um, And the people I went with, obviously, I live with. So, so yeah, it wasn't wasn't bad. Yeah, cool. Adam, how's it going? Good, good. How are you? Good. I see you're rocking the, uh, the, the, well, the Blue Samurai is the nickname of the club, but you're rocking the the away version to my home, I believe. Yeah, I think, yeah, same year, I believe, yeah. 2018, cool, and yeah. I hear on the numbers. It's got these cool, it's got Captain Tsubasa, you can't really see it, on Very the cool. numbers. I will take a picture of it and put it up on our Twitter. But yeah, all well, the numbers have got little scenes, and the back as well. So it's pretty cool. I wonder how visible that was on TV. I can't imagine at all. <laughs> can't, yeah. As I look at like literally the first, yeah, but no, I can't see. Lured out. Yeah. Nah. Nah. Anyway. Cool. Well, this week we're heading to the 80s, and uh, much like the pop hit of the of the uh, the same decade, we're turning Japanese. So we're looking at Captain Tsubasa, Europe Daikison. It's released in 1985, and this is the first film from the Captain Tsubasa anime series, which began two years earlier in 1983. Uh, this brisk 40-minute 40 40 minute film is directed by Tatsuya Okamoto and stars Koichi Hashimoto as Wakabayashi, the Japanese youth keeper, Akari Hiboni, I'm, I'm masquerading these names, Akari Hibino as the eponymous Tsubasa, captain of the Japanese youth squad, and Kaishi Nanba as Karl Hans Schneider, who is the stoic superstar of the all-Europe team. This is a Sushida production. It's based on characters originally in uh, Jump Manga which is a weekly series. Uh, before we dive into this movie's plot or lack thereof, I'm curious what your uh, familiarity is with manga or anime or even like North America comics in general. Uh, Regev, we'll start with you. Zero. Nothing? Uh, <laughs> 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 um, yeah, no. Was never a huge comic book guy growing up, even as a child. Like, of course, I watched like Batman and Spider-Man on TV and things like that. But I mean, I'm not really into comics 
at all. I was into Pokemon, I would say. Um, that's nerdier. I'm going to go on record and say that's nerdier. Than yeah, things. yeah. I was into Pokemon, but yeah, anime, just generally no. Adam? I would say I have dabbled in it and never quite understood <clears throat> it to some extent. So if I watched Akira back in the day when that first got dubbed and just didn't un- didn't like it, I like didn't understand it or anything. I was like, what the hell? Why are there all these tentacles flying around killing everybody? <laughs> didn't get it. So I kind of didn't watch any for a long time. But then there's um, one called Metropolis, which is about like this AI girl that gets dropped in a city, which I really enjoyed. And then unknowingly, we also had some anime as kids. I didn't realize. I just had to look it up because I forgot about it. It was called The Protectors. And it was like this weird show. It was almost like Power Rangers, but in manga. And all like anime, and they, but it was really. But I, the reason I had to look it up is because there's a lot of stylistic similarities between this, like the weird sounds, like the zapping sounds and stuff they make when they're playing football. But yeah, other than that, not a whole lot. It's something I, and like I've always meant to watch like Studio Ghibli films and just never bothered. I'm always inclined to watch something else, but aesthetically, I like anime. I just never, I never jump to it, I guess. How about you? Um, I mean, I saw Batman, like the, the Tim Burton film when I was six years old and I never fell out of love with, uh, DC comics. I'm kind of into Marvel. Um, but DC was like my main thing. So I even have pictures of like my sixth birthday where I'm having a, or maybe seventh birthday where I have like a Batman returns party and I'm holding up a Batman poster. And, uh, obviously that love like continues to this day. Like I got, uh, I'm working on like a DC comic sleeve. Um, but anime or manga i was never really into there was a couple things that i kind of poked around in um like again going back to pacific mall you go there and it's like a treasure trove of Mm. asian cinema and stuff like that so i picked up battle royale which um is very much like the hunger games i don't know if you guys have ever heard of it yeah i didn't know there was a i've read the book and watched the live action movie yeah sorry so so it was a live action that was kind of my gateway into like more stuff so i started picking up like more um anime stuff and japanese kind of uh, media in general, but I got into Death Note for a bit and then uh, Full Metal Alchemist. And then, uh, so funny enough, I went to Japan about 10 years ago. I uh, actually oh, went really? to a J League match. Yes, I watched uh, Omiya Ardiha versus Kyoto Sanga. Wow. And I picked up some anime, uh, or sorry, some manga there. Uh, but Captain Tsubasa was never on my radar. Like, had I known that, I probably would have picked up some volumes or something. This is the thing. I feel like this might be more almost a gateway into anime now for me. Because I was like, maybe that's what was missing. Like the subject matter I like in yeah. that style, kind of. So, yeah. Yeah, it's funny, actually, because in... So, I grew up in Germany and we had a show that was very similar to this called Kickers. Um, which... I, now that I'm thinking back to it, I did watch somewhat, but I was way too young, so I don't really remember it. Um, but yeah, it had very similar look and feel to to what this is. Far less popular, I'm guessing. <laughs> uh, I guess so. Nobody mentions Kicker. Like I, I thought when you had mentioned it originally a couple yeah. of weeks ago, yeah. uh, I thought it was maybe a redub of Captain Tsubasa, but it's not. It's just no, like it's a, some, just something different. But it was very popular in Germany from what I can remember. Yeah, that's kind of the funny thing too. Like in... I guess in Eastern culture, like um, anime or manga isn't really necessarily aimed only at children. And we're seeing that more here where it's changed. But back then you could have uh, an anime, like a serious love story about um, like divorce or like a manga about uh, people dealing with death. And there's all these serious subjects. Whereas here, we didn't really see that until later on. I mean, it was either Disney movies or it was um, like kids 
kids cartoons which were basically 30 minute toy commercials yeah like hasbro yeah. stuff like transformers and stuff and, yeah, yeah exactly so like when you look back at them cynically they were just to sell you stuff there was no depth to any of them go watch them back i mean they're trash there's no yeah. there's nothing now yeah every week they introduce like a new weapon or a new vehicle just so they can like release toy line for fall so yeah uh so we're lucky now like we have netflix and netflix has a ton of great like adult series like uh bojack horseman um mm. hoops is one i just watched the comedy series F is for family with Bill Burr. So, I mean, there's tons of great stuff now that's kind of aimed at every age group. So we're kind of lucky to be um, in the time we are now in some sense. Uh, yeah. You guys ready to get into the plot of this one? Let's go for it. <laughs> plot. Yeah, there's not a whole lot. Yeah. Not, a, not much of a plot. We'll get through this quickly. So um, the film opens up. It's got a quick bit of exposition and it introduces us to the relationship between Subasa and Anigo in a flashback where... Subasa saves her from a rabid stray dog by launching a soccer ball at the dog and just breaking a rib on the dog. And then he goes to pet the dog as the dog's growling at him. The dog seems like it wants to end his life. Um, but then the dog starts smiling and joins their like little ragtag group. Uh, and it's kind of funny how they weave in soccer to everything. So like Adam and I, we both got the Rise of the New Champions, I think it's called, a yeah. video game for Switch. And that's kind of like an introduction to Subasa for both of us. But his origin story is in there. And the reason he loves soccer so much is because he chased the soccer ball oh, right, yes. and a delivery truck comes right at him, but he's holding the soccer ball and the delivery truck hits the ball before it hits him and it knocks him back and the soccer ball literally saves his life. Yeah. So it gives him a special bond and that's why he's carried it with him for his entire life. Uh, so from this story, we're taken to Narita airport and then to Charles de Gaulle airport where we meet the Japanese youth squad who's engaging in this all Europe uh, team in a friendly match. Uh, so we see views of the Eiffel Tower, Lac de Triomphe, uh, San River, before being introduced to this Euro super team. And it's led by this Englishman, uh, the tank squadron, Steve. He's such a stereotype. <laughs> so ridiculous. who is this guy based on? Like you, there's a number of characters in this. Um, uh, Rivaldo like, uh, is inspired a few characters in this. And even uh, the German guy, we'll get to him in a second. But who is this guy inspired by? So like, who's a late? 70s like tough man i don't know 1985-ish in the 1980s hmm. early 80s late 70s yeah oh really i didn't think about that to be honest when i was watching it i just thought it was i didn't i just thought i didn't realize there was even a rivaldo person i just thought it was <laughs> random so i just thought it was a stereotype yeah it just looks very stereotypical of what you would think an english player is at that time you know all very like leeds united um very much so yeah yeah rough and tumble so steve promises to win their showdown by over 20 goals and he illustrates this by going like this multiple times and they're like why is this guy showing us the victory pose and this is literally like dialogue in the movie like why is he showing us the victory pose and like no no he's saying he's gonna win over 20 goals by over 20 goals like a rugby score so it's as confusing to the people in the movie as it is to the people watching the movie uh so wakabayashi the the goalie of the um, Japanese youth squad challenges Steve to a penalty kick challenge and uh, Steve kicks the ball so hard that the aura from the ball uh, injures him like it doesn't even come near the goalie yeah it just makes it, him like weak yeah it injures his leg just being near him but he ends up missing it and then he hits Schneider who is the football emperor of West Germany <laughs> uh, his teammate and he does seem to be a decent guy so this is what I was alluding to before so this guy his name is Karl Hans, Heinz Schneider um, 
he's obviously inspired by like I guess his name like Carl Heinz Rummenigge and Rummenigge, yeah. And Franz Franz Beckenbauer in some regards, like the way he plays, I guess. Well, they mentioned Beckenbauer during one of the games, don't they? When yeah. he's doing something, I figure I wrote the quote somewhere, but yeah, they're like he's, he's uh, shades. He's showing shades of Franz Beckenbauer. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> So after a final warning of the uh, European team's prowess, Subasa and the Japanese youth squad prepare to take on Europe at an unnamed Paris stadium and the Dykeson is underway. Uh, all Europe initially underestimates the Japanese squad and they, they bench their two best players out of a show of arrogance. And uh, this includes Schneider. But after an opening goal from Japan, courtesy of Oriental Magic, which I think might be a, a controversial phrase these days. I don't know if you can say Oriental anymore. It's kind of something... Yeah. I don't think so. Um, but as, as the film calls it, Oriental Magic, Schneider uh, begins to take this challenge seriously and he leads the All-Europe team into the half with a 2-1 lead over Japan. Uh, Subasa eventually rallies his team with some motivation from Inigo, who we saw earlier in the movie. He pulls two back for Japan and this includes the game winner, which hits the net just as the ref is putting the whistle to his lips, about to blow uh, full-time on the match. And that's the entire movie. Um, it's a 40 minute film. Like we said, it's very short and about 35 minutes of that is the actual match itself. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And like ratio of movie to 40 flicks. I don't think we'll ever get anything higher than no, that. No. I'd be very surprised if we did. This is like a full fat footy flicks. Yeah. yeah. I will say one of the, I will say one of the funniest scenes is right in the beginning when, when they're at the airport and, uh, that little, that girl comes, the one that's taking them around in Paris the French girl. The French girl, yeah. yeah. And she's like, oh, Subasa, I'm such a big fan. And like, you see the back of Subasa's head and then another character kind of just like shoves his finger in like <laughs> Subasa's head. I'm like, what the hell's going on? <laughs> so weird. Yeah. Go. What do you guys think? Adam, go for it. It was okay. Yeah. Barely hard to, it's almost like, this is like half of the movie Shaolin Soccer was because even like the training bit was a little bit and then it does the similar is when you get to the main game in that it makes a stylistic choice and it like sticks to it. Like yeah. talk about when we get to 40 flicks, but like it was funny. But one thing, is this like an official dub of it or is this like a fan dub? No. Wait, did you watch it with the subtitles or the Yeah, yeah, sorry, subtitles. That's what I meant. That's like oh, official okay. subtitles or sorry, it, I, meant... I doubt it because it's on YouTube, I'm guessing illegally. So whoever put it up there would have had to dub it. I mean, there's a huge community of people who just dub just anime. do stuff, right? Yeah, because I mean, years ago, well, when this film came out, there wasn't like Crunchyroll or a bunch of different apps where right. you could stream anime content. So you'd have to bring it over like Pacific Mall style, rip it, and then add your own subtitles to it. Right. That's even, I remember that with Akira, it was a big deal. And I think when that got translated, that was a big deal. Like it was after the fact. So yeah. Okay. Because I just wondered, because there's other things, like you said about the Oriental magic, there's other weird things that are slightly problematic, like, at one point, they like chase stop those two midgets, and it's just like, Whoa. oh, yeah. <laughs> so now I was like, is that part of like Japanese culture? Like, that's cool, or is that just somebody having fun? Just somebody who's dumb doing the translation thinks it's funny still, but then I also don't know when it is when it was written. What's the upload date on this YouTube video? That's a good question. I'll Years ago, I think I'll look at that whilst we're chatting. Um, that was probably okay up until like 10 12 years ago, I'd say. Like those terms, yeah, that's true, actually. Rigev, what was yeah. your take on this movie? I mean, it's tough to have a take on this movie. It's 40 minutes. I really actually appreciated that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it was cool. I dig the story. 
Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's it's very simple and i think that's what makes it okay for me at least right because it's 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 basically an episode about them playing a match against the european dream team right a european dream team and just as all sports movies are yeah um it has a miracle comeback it has some funny one-liners especially some of the words that they use and then you know just some of the animations as well right so like whenever you know, when they're surprised and things like that before the match, it's like you just see one guy like standing off kind of like it's it's just funny, like just the <laughs> movements and, and things like that. Yeah, I think we did a huge disservice by jumping into like the first movie and not watching the series. Like that's not yeah. what our podcast is about anyways, but yeah. to jump into the first movie and ignore like the first, I think, three seasons that would have led up to this. Yeah, so I guess we're supposed to, they do a sort of good job of, tell, of showing you each of the characters and you get the sense of their personality, but because there's so little, I was assuming there's a whole backstory that we're missing that this was the culmination, like the ending point getting to. So I kind of, we've missed, I know like, it might be limited, but miss some like character development or at least learning a little bit more about them. Yeah. Um, Cause I'm Cause assuming he, like the scene we saw in the video game about the dump truck, that must be in an episode somewhere. I don't think it was made just for the game. Or I could well, be wrong. I know leading up to this point, he's, he plays for a middle school. Like he grows up in that area. He makes friends. They all go to school together and then they all uh, play for the Nankatsu middle school. Yeah, and then they compete against like Toho and Otomo and a bunch of other middle schools in the uh, in the region. Um, so you get all of that backstory. I guess you grow a connection to these characters, like the Chadanabi twins, Tachana, mm-hmm. Takanabi, Takabana twins, um, Hayugi, um, a bunch of other people that you see on this team. You see this connection between them. You grow to like them, and then all of a sudden they're finally leaving Japan to take on the Europe Daikasen. Uh, but we missed all that. So we have no connection to these characters other than a couple minutes of exposition. Yeah. Even like, I'm assuming about halfway through the game, um, his sister starts waving a flag and Subasa's sister, and like, Subasa, Subasa. And then mum that comes out. That's what he says. It's, it's revealed kind of to be his sister and his mum that come out. He's the girl that he's, well, yeah, she gets saved by him from the dog. Right? Yeah, was- yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, and they're the ones, yeah, but I kind of missed no, some wait. part. Of that. That's what he said, though. He said, look, it's your sister and your mum, and he kind of looks up and waves at them. Are you sure? Because yeah. after he wins the match, the French girl starts kissing him, and then that girl starts beating her with the flag stick, which implies that she has oh, a crush she has on him. an interest. Huh, maybe I missed that. Maybe I was wrong then. But it was definitely his mum. Somebody definitely said, look, there's your mother. Yeah. Maybe yeah, I'm, yeah. Maybe I'm I know that's his mum, yeah. But yeah. So I guess there's some things I'm assuming you'd know more about them if you'd watched the series as well. So that might be a more poignant moment rather than just be like, all right, cool. Get on with the game. Good job, I guess. Yeah. It's friendly. <laughs> it's the most like anticlimactic thing when they're like, uh, because this is a friendly, this game will end in a 2-2 draw. <laughs> Nobody scores. You're like, okay, I guess. Okay. Yeah. It's like, I've lost any interest then. If you're not bothered, yeah. why should I be? Because I thought this was a qualifier for the World Cup, like the way that they yeah. were framing yeah. it. yeah. Yeah, that's why I thought this film was going into it. I thought it was like an actual tournament. So then I was like, oh, okay, so this is like the first game. And as it's going on, I'm like, no, this is the only game we're going to see here. No, it's cool, though, because I'm just reading up a little bit on the series. And it's like, you know, in the later years, he's actually playing professional football for real clubs like FC Barcelona, Juventus, etc. Really? Yeah. That's pretty sick. I might have to watch more. Yeah. It does have a huge following like around the world because they they dubbed it for so many different countries. 
So you will see like professional, like football, like Mbappe had his picture drawn by the creator of the series. And it was like a huge honor for him. Right. And then uh, a lot of the guys who went to Japan kind of based that around their love of Captain Tsubasa. And even like the first, so speaking about the legacy of this movie, Japanese football in the eighties wasn't very good. Like they didn't have a domestic league. The national team wasn't doing well. And this kind of drove popularity of the sport in, uh, in the entire country. So, I mean, from this, like you had the J league starting up and I think in the early nineties, um, the Japanese national team has appeared pretty much every world cup since one of the best in Asia for 2002. Yeah. Yeah. Since they hosted it, right? So, I mean, some people maybe falsely attribute all that to Captain Tsubasa driving the spirit of the spirit of soccer in um, in Japan. But yeah, you could see that like their women's team is really good as well. So yeah, mm. um, the, um, they have a nickname too. I can't remember. No, I'm thinking of the Matildas, which is Australia. Yeah, they have cool kits though. They have those Black Widow kits. Um, oh yeah, yeah, with the red stripe on it. So yeah, I think I enjoyed this movie for what it was. 40 minutes of um, fun and probably got me interested enough that I want to go back and watch the rest of the series. Seems like there's a lot of it. Yeah, I don't know if I'd watch all of it, but I'll maybe one lunchtime or something, I'll throw on an episode to see if it grips me and then... Yeah, but see, the problem is I'd watch this in the background while I'm doing something else and you can't because there's subtitles yeah, on it. Yeah, that's just, I have the same problem. I'm watching uh, Dark at the moment. Super detailed, like, German show, a bit like yeah. time travel and all sorts. And it's like, it's a 45-minute episode. It's taking me like an hour to watch because I have to keep rewinding because I miss stuff because I'm yeah. not paying attention and I'm not watching it dubbed. So, yeah. yeah. That's so, yeah, the challenge. This would fall into that same category. I'd be like, wait, what's going on? So yeah, I'd, I'd probably just end up playing the video game because that has the backstory and everything. And then mm-hmm. that's my free time dedicated to Subasa. Yeah. So it sounds like we, uh, we appreciated the movie for what it was. Moving on to the footy flicks. Adam, why don't you get us started on what your favorite scene was? All of the end? <laughs> no, that's really hard to tell. The thing is, I found them... It's really weird. It's very like, I don't mean this disparagingly. It's all very one note. It's like exactly the same thing. So lots of the running, they do the right. same like where they're all jockeying for position. It's all the same like moving and their legs moving. And all the goals are very similar. Like it's that same sharp cut and characters going like, ah, and stuff. And <laughs> But I did enjoy it. I also thought some of the commentary was pretty funny as they were going on. They had cool names for stuff like the Butterfly Samba. And zigzag samba even the yeah. old ladies around town yeah, talk yeah. about him yeah i wrote that around the run yeah. around town talking about him i love uh, the music that kicked in yeah. yeah yeah um it's probably i guess that last winning goal um so there's a whole build up to it and then it's like what is it one of the players does an overhead kick away from the goal and Subasa does an overhead kick towards the goal it bounces <laughs> off the crossbar and then he does a diving header to get it in i yeah. think yeah, no, it's uh, that's that's my favorite scene as well. So it's amazing. So basically, what happens is they do. He does an overhead kick laterally to pass. Then that guy does an overhead kick to pass it back to Subasa. Then Subasa does an overhead kick to hit the post, and then uh, heads it in. I think <laughs> there was one where one of the European guys shot the ball, and then his own teammate stopped it to shoot it back into their own end, so that another guy could get a better shot. Mm. But it looked like the original shot was going in anyways. Anyway, yeah. But then yeah. I guess there's this weird thing, doesn't it? Like the keepers like, are just magical and like... 
they move so quickly that they can jump off the post, post to the other side to get more momentum. Yeah. It's almost like, do you guys remember that Simpsons episode where Portugal played Brazil in yeah. the first minutes? Yeah. yeah. It's the complete opposite of that. Like every single pass is exciting because it's a forward pass and everyone's running at every moment. Like there's just nonstop play. Yeah. And even when there's one bit where they talk about, they've got to check their formations or something. And it shows you like them in four rows of four, like just chasing after <laughs> each other. And it's like, what the hell? Yeah. Yeah. I thought, I, don't, I thought it was cool. Um, my favorite scene was the, the twin Takabana brothers to score their very first goal for Japan. Um, they start with the Meg and then the one guy leaps off the crossbar. So the ball moves towards him. He jumps onto the crossbar, oh, yeah. jumps up, heads it to his brother. There. And then his brother does the, uh, I think it was just regular kick. It was like a, a normal kick. Um, but like I've, did you guys watch Dragon Ball? I never have, but uh, yeah. I sort of know enough about it that. Yeah. This, like I, 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 I thought, is this how Dragon Ball is with all their powers, like building up and stuff? Um, that's what I've heard. Like, I've never watched Dragon Ball, but I've heard that some episodes, like an entire 20 minutes is just spent on them, like shit talking each other during a battle. Yeah. It's like the episode starts and he's like, um, Goku, you will end because I am your father's brother and I have more power than you. And that's like the literal like entire 20 minutes of the mm. movie. Like that's how this felt, but with football scenes yeah. where like the guy would be moving towards the net and he'd be like, I have to score this. This is my only chance to to win this victory for us. And then we'd cut to the keeper and he'd have an internal monologue as well. Yeah. And then yeah, we'd cut yeah, to the, totally. the coach on the sidelines and he'd also have dialogue. Yeah. <laughs> like that's what it felt like. It was literally like a 35 minute match. So I do wonder if there's some episodes that are like that, that give it a bit more room to breathe. And then like has the shot at the end of an episode and it cuts to the next episode whether it goes in or not. Be cool to see. Yeah, cliffhanger. Because it got a bit more time to space than this movie had, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. So I think we, we rate the footy flicks pretty highly. Um, rate them. How are we comparing this against Shaolin Soccer? Uh, yo, honestly, I think it beats it. <laughs> it's less uh, goofy. Yeah. yeah. As an anime, it's less goofy than Shaolin Soccer. I'd be interested to watch... I don't know how, does the series still go to this day? So I'd be interested to see how, if this was the starting point for the movies, how they aped it and whether it ended up as goofy as Shaolin Soccer did in a, in its own way, or if it became more over the top or. Cause I think Rise of the New Champions is based on um, an anime series. I've got something behind. <laughs> <laughs> right. So that's based off a, oh, so a different, like a more modern anime. Yeah. Okay. It's called Rise of the New Champion. Isn't that the Captain Tsubasa game? That's the name yeah. of the game. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah. It's, um, it's, yeah. So that's based off a new series that just came out. And then um, they're still making new stuff, including promotional materials that they did for the Tokyo Olympics, which oh. were supposed to happen this year. And then the, um, the actual ball from the Olympics was going to be a Captain Tsubasa inspired ball. Oh, so it had cool. like the impact lines coming out of it. And I think, um, so it was made by Adidas, Adidas or Puma. I think it was Adidas. And um, it was actually called Subasa. Like, you know how every ball has a different name? Yeah. 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 So it's actually called a Subasa. It was pretty cool. Even the Olympics um, closing ceremony from what would have been Russia, I guess. Yeah. When they introduced the next one. Yeah. Yeah. yeah kind so of like they, where it's going next. Yeah. Yeah, they touched on a bunch of different pop culture stuff, including Super Mario and uh, Subasa. So it's pretty cool. Nice. They're they're really proud of it. So Footy Flicks, we're rating it highly. Yeah, it's time. time for some trivia. Time for some trivia. Sure. 
So I'm going to open up the... I have it here. Oh, so, wait, right? open. so are you guys yeah. rating this higher or lower than Charlene Soccer? You know what I would have liked? The animal stuff. Because that does happen in the video game. So oh, like, right, yeah. When one guy does the tiger kick, like the full-out tiger kick comes out, and that's what happens with uh, the puma in Shaolin oh. Soccer. Yeah, and there's one guy that's like a falcon I was playing with earlier and stuff. Yeah. So it's cool, different animals. Like They all have a different spirit, animal kind of thing. Yeah. Maybe that does happen in the later anime. Maybe. Maybe. So we'll see. Maybe season three. I'll throw you guys for a loop again and pick... One of Actually, I'm not going to say what movie I'll pick because it's a trivia question. Oh, okay. Uh, yes. Can you read off the uh, rankings for us right now? So yeah, yeah. Gonna, so this is going to be lower than Shaolin Soccer then? We'll see. So me and Ragav are joint second with two points and you are top with four points. So a chance for us to catch up today. Oh, shit. All right. So I came up with some questions that are uh, Subasa inspired, but also tied into the J-League. Okay. So for this first question, I'm going to have you go first, Rigov. Okay. So which of these Brazilian legends never played for a J-League club? Okay. Three options. Sure. Julio Cesar, the one-time uh, TFC keeper. Dunga, who's part of that 94 uh, World Cup side. Or Zico, who's another uh, legend in Canary Yellow. So that's Julio Cesar, Dunga, or Zico who has never played for a J-League club. Julio Cesar? Because I don't believe he played in the J-League. Is it? Final answer? Yes. Okay. Adam? I'm going to say the same. I'm pretty sure Dunga did, and Zico seems like my done. Yeah, Cesar was near the end of his career when he was at TFC. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Went to Porto after, I think. Uh, Final answer from both you guys? Yeah, yeah. All right, you guys are both correct. Nice. Um, so he did have stops in like Brazil, Italy, England, uh, Canada. Portugal, Portugal, Canada, obviously for the seven matches with TFC, uh, but never in uh, Japan. Cool. Funny enough. So there actually was an, another Brazilian player named Julio Cesar who did play in the J League. Oh, not, okay. Not that. Okay. Was like, okay. <laughs> that was a trick question. You guys tried to Google it quickly. <laughs> um, so speaking of... Subasa inspiring a nation and individual players. Which of these three Spanish stars credits Captain Subasa with sparking their interest in football? Is it David Silva, Fernando Torres, or Iniesta? Adam, you can start this time. Iniesta popped in my head as you were reading out the question. I was like, it sounds like something, so I'm just going to go with him. Okay. I'll go with my gut. I am going to go with Fernando Torres. Fernando Torres? Yeah. Correct answer is Torres. Woo. You know how I know that? You know how I know that though? While I was reading through all of the, you know, what happens in the latter seasons, his name comes up quite a lot. Uh, oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So he says he literally would have never discovered football, yeah. which is hard to believe if it wasn't for Captain Tsubasa. He would have discovered it. Yeah. So I threw in Iniesta just because he, he did end up playing in the J League. So I was hoping yeah. it was yeah. with you guys. Um, okay. Final question. So. Which of these is not a real Captain Tsubasa film? Three options. I'm going to go back to Regev. Captain Tsubasa, Rising Sun. Captain Tsubasa, American Dream. Or Captain Tsubasa, Holland Youth. What was the first one? Uh, right, I'm going to go with Rising Sun because that's like very sun? obvious. Yeah, it's very obvious. Okay. Adam? 
I'm going to say the same. It sounds too obvious. Hollywood yeah. youth sounds so weird that it's probably real. So I'll give you guys the three options again. Rising Sun, American Dream, or Holland Youth. Oh, Holland. Holland Youth. Sorry, not Hollywood Youth. Oh, Holland Youth. I don't know. I'm still going to go with Rising Sun. Yeah. I'll go Rising Sun. It seems too obvious. You guys are both wrong. It's actually American Dream. Oh, that seems like a one that would definitely uh, sound yeah, real though, right? Like, does anybody actually dream of playing in America that lives in Japan? 2022, Captain Tsubasa comes to play for uh, Inter Miami or there you go. <laughs> LA Galaxy when he's Exciting old. stuff. Yeah. Messi, Ronaldo, who's their DPs at that time? Messi, Ronaldo, Suarez, and Captain Tsubasa. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe Aguero. All right. So this is going to be an interesting discussion. Where are we placing this on the match day matinee table? Right now in third place, we have Shallon's... Uh, no, we don't. Is it Shallon's soccer in third? No. When, <laughs> Saturday come, when Saturday comes. I'm trying to pull up the table here after a restart on my computer. Yeah, okay, so when, third place is when Saturday comes. In second place, we have Shallon soccer, which was a tough decision between those two. And then in first place, with not much of a challenge, was summer of 92. So now Captain Tsubasa, a short little 40-minute film with some Shaolin soccer-esque uh, footy flicks. I know where I'm going to place this. I think you guys will probably agree below Shaolin soccer. Yeah, I didn't realize Shaolin soccer was in second. I always thought it was third. So yes, it would still, oh. go, it would still go below Shaolin soccer for me. Okay. And that's above when Saturday comes? Yes. Okay. My thing <laughs> is <laughs> this is just not quite enough story. And there is the Swen Saturday comes story is okay. It's not a terrible story, like a lot of these films we watch. So I do wonder if there's I might be losing this argument a little bit. But I do you, wonder if there's more story that's good in <laughs> that's the time. You do have the it. inherent bias bias with um True. When Saturday comes up. Yeah. But and to be fair to this film, it does a nice job of showing off France. So you get some nice panoramic shots of like the Early Eiffel Tower France. and stuff. Yeah, like and they show you the airport properly when they get there. Um, but I feel like this. I don't know. This is the. Pro- it's hard. There's so little plot in here to go by. There's. It's always going to be just a struggle to kind of place it above some of these films, just because there's less to it. And I think the story. I think the what is in there. When Saturday comes is better than this because it's just some kids that have a little bit of a rivalry and then take that rivalry into a game. It's kind of not a lot else and a bit of story about a dog. <laughs> there, <we laughs> there, go. was a, there was a bit of backstory and narrative there. Yeah. Yeah. So for me, it's below, but I think you two might disagree with me. So I might just have to concede it. So. Summer of 92, there's no challenge there. Shallow no. soccer, we're not going to argue with that. But when Saturday comes? I think it's worse than when Saturday comes. I'm going to agree with you. Yeah, I mean, I could be persuaded yeah. either way. Oh, that's good. Good. Enough. All right. I thought that you might know, be yeah. The movie was yeah. There's movie was too small to really even rank it any like with anything, right? It's like you're comparing when Saturday comes, which is a real film about a, a dude from Sheffield, versus a cartoon forty minute episode. Yeah. yeah, and there's nothing necessarily wrong with this story. And I'm 
definitely think yeah. there'll be films that have worse stories that are much longer than this and we'll be able to compare them. But I feel like what story is there is perfectly fine. It's just not better than when Saturday comes. But like next week's film is probably terrible and we'll probably have a worse story than this. So it might finish higher. I don't think we completely dismiss it because there's not a lot of story. There's enough in there, just not enough to beat when Saturday comes. So I'm curious if there are any below. Below, so fourth place on the table yeah. as it stands yeah. right now. So I'm curious if there are any 90 minute like videos on Captain Tsubasa or movies. Probably. Yeah, I saw one. I don't know which one it was, but YouTube suggested me another film that was like in a, one hour 11 or something. So a little bit longer. Sure. Which is pretty normal for an animated film. Yeah. All right. So we're looking at in fourth place, we have Captain Tsubasa, Europe Dykeson. In third place, we have When Saturday Comes. In second, we have Shaolin Soccer. And in first place, and what will likely be hard to beat for this rest of the season is Summer of 92. And believe it or not, we're already a quarter, away, a quarter of the way through the season. Um, up next on the matinee, we have, is it your crappy European? Adventure? Yeah, this was the uh, wildcard one that we pulled at random, right? So it's uh, My yeah. English Soccer Adventure, uh, which is available to watch on Amazon Prime if people want to watch along with us. Uh, I have already watched it and uh, good luck, guys. If you make it. Good? Yeah, it's that good. Yeah. Uh, watched, um, Back of the Net on the weekend on Netflix. Oh, yeah. There can't be much worse than that. Mm, <laughs> we'll find out when back in the net hits season six or whatever yeah. of matinee all right guys so that wraps up a pretty short episode this week i think we'll keep it nice and light just like the europe dykeson for gev where can people find you so you can find me at rag of sandu on facebook and twitter facebook Bolter sorry face the yeah. whoa twitter and instagram <laughs> instagram okay that makes more sense <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> he's, he is on Facebook if you want to find him for yes me. I am on Facebook send Farmville uh, invites or whatever people yeah. do on Facebook these days yeah. um, Adam where can people find you Joypad goalposts on Twitter and uh, the same on Instagram um, and I'm finally putting some more episodes of that stuff out on a week on oh no actually when this comes out it'll be Friday so yeah so Friday of this week, there'll be a new episode of Joypad for Goalpost for the first time in like a year and a half. Very cool. Season Very two. Cool. Very Season cool. two of that show, Handheld Games. Yeah. When, uh, tying, tying in with our Captain Tsubasa week, we'll also have a lot of content on the game. I believe you're doing some live streams with Lapsed Gamer as well as on Joypad for Goalposts, right? Yeah. So tomorrow night or tonight as this actually comes out, it will have been streamed on my Twitch channel which is a ducky 84 so yeah and i'll put that up on my youtube channel as well and then yeah. you and me are going to play some multiplayer of it to go up on our channel as well yeah we're going to mess about try to figure out what the spirit system is all about and uh, we'll have that <laughs> up on our youtube channel as a casual kicks i think we're calling it kind of uh bonus episodes no audio just video because it wouldn't make much sense but uh that should be up this week yeah. and that's cool it stuff i'm mark 83 on twitter 83 football on Instagram and thank you for joining us tonight. See ya. See ya. Thank you.